Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by BetMGM. This is the Week 13 College Football Betting Recap. I'm Stucky, and joining me, as always, is Colin Wilson. Colin, I thought we had an upset. I thought we finally had an upset. We can't get an upset this year. Fourth and 30, Alabama-Auburn. 10-year anniversary of the kick six, alabama on 4th and 31, scores with one second left. Hugh Freeze, for some reason, sent two and had a quarterback spy on. Uh, Auburn fans are going crazy. Alabama, just one of the most stunning plays I've ever seen uh, at the end of a college football game. What's going on? It's not kick six, but it's up there. It's way up there. I There was a 90-minute span where college football was peak. Like aliens could land on the earth and you could flip on what happened in that little window and they would think that this is the greatest sport, the best entertainment in the world. It absolutely was. I'm happy I survived uh, in the green because it was one of the hardest weekends to handicap. A, we had to go monster early. B, the situational spots that existed for every team already in a bowl, already in a conference championship game. Odds makers aren't stupid. They juice those numbers, right? So, I mean, it, it was a really tough weekend to handicap, but it was absolutely the most fun I've had. Now we get all this drama with Florida State. Yeah. the I mean, look, my thoughts on Florida State, well, f- well first, just to recap, I had my first bad weekend in uh, two and a half seasons. So, uh, and it was just bad. I mean, I had a couple shots to cover late, but overall, I would say – Friday was, I mean, Saturday I pushed around money. Friday was awful. And, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just bad handicaps. I think that I went I went too early on a couple games. So, and that, and that happens. Sometimes things will work work in your favor. But I 
I knew once Friday got there when some of the injury reports, like Oregon State, I've had Oregon State early in the week. Yeah. I mean, and they had three offensive linemen out, their top safety out, and I was like, this is going to be bad. But um, so shitty weekend for me. I, I hopefully you guys give me my medicine on the voicemail. Uh, at least Colin, you carried. Good weekend for you. My my opinion on Florida State is look, even if they beat Louisville, who went down, and I think that Louisville loss now hurts Florida State even more. Um, but they're just they're not one of the four best teams. Like without you have to account for injuries. I mean, that's a that was a five and six Florida team that they had to come back to win. Arkansas won on that field. Arkansas yeah. won on that. I thought that the whole time during that game. And and Florida had their backup quarterback in. And they had a bunch of other backups. They were they were missing a ton of guys. Uh they're just not Florida State's just not one of the four best teams without Jordan Travis. It's an unfortunate injury, but go watch Texas or Oregon and tell me that with yours and Knicks that those teams aren't better than Florida State right now. Go watch Alabama. I mean, that that's the committee's job. The committee's job isn't to award the most deserving uh team you know that uh, that's just not how it works they're tasked you know your resume is part of it but they're tasked with finding okay who had the best resume and who is the most deserving for teams i don't think that's Florida State. i think even Florida State even beats louisville they're not going to get in what do you think well i mean i'm con- completely biased as somebody that's holding now holding a, a texas and oregon future um i'm completely biased but no i mean i'm not biased it's funny people on, on twitter will all make their arguments for the college World playoff and the Heisman. And they're basically just arguing for their tickets that they have. Well, um, I'm I don't not have biased. a national title future. I'm so. not biased in the fact of my power ratings, right? I mean, from a power rating perspective, I'm completely oblivious to noise or my feelings or anything. I do that. You know, that's what you have to do, especially when you love a team like Arkansas, you're constantly downgrading them. But if you want to put Florida state, um, you know, up against some of these other teams, you're looking at a double digit semifinal. And it's going to be a romp. You can't serve Florida State up to Georgia and Michigan and not expect there to be like a, I don't know, 16-point spread and then a blowout by 30 or 40 points and people just bitching that we need to get to the 12-team playoff. That's what's going to happen. I think the committee knows that, how bad their ratings would be. I'm I'm not in charge of it, of being on the committee and coming out, you know, Boo coming out and having to make a case as to why Florida State shouldn't be in, but that's the position they're in. They're going to have to come out and give a real reason to Florida State fans why they're going to be left out. Yeah, I mean, look, there's – if I'm the committee, I mean, Florida State's defense look good, but again, it's Florida. Tate Rodemaker's got to throw for like 450 and look like peak Tom Brady this weekend. Right. Cardell Jones is what he needs to look like. Yep. Yeah, because people will point to that Ohio State team. Cardell Jones was great. When he came in and that Ohio state team was one of the best in the country. That's not the case this year. Uh, all right, before we get to voicemails, best call, worst call, bet regret, bet regret. I didn't, I didn't see it in time. The snover, the snover in Iowa state, Kansas state, that was the classic snover, the perfect amount of snow on the ground. I think Iowa state averaged 14 yards per play. I tweeted that out. I could not believe I couldn't, uh, 35 plays, 488 yards. Are you kidding me? The most snover game ever. And I missed it, so that's my bet regret. Well, and you know, the total was taking it down, too. The total was going down right before kickoff. I was like, you got to hit this. got to hit this. I couldn't. God, it was crazy last night. That's part of the Stover formula. It's yeah. actually better for offenses, but when the conditions are perfect, but the market bets it down. So then you're even giving a better number, and you bet it right before kick. Uh, my other bet regret was 
waking up and betting. I should have just slept the whole weekend, but uh, so I guess waking up. Um, best call, Brady Hoke retirement party, baby. I gotta say, I gotta say, my best call is that because it got us our second straight money line, uh, underdog parlay, and shot, and then shot the ball state. Um, shot the ball state for cover what six straight covers to end the year. They tried to blow it, even though they dominated the game. They tried to give it away, but they didn't. Um, worst call was pretty much everything else I bet. How about you? Best call, best call, worst call, bet regret? Uh, well, I can definitely say. I mean, there there are a few losses on there that I'm, I I can see where I went wrong. Like UNLV minus three, they got beat by six by San Jose State, and it's just a matter of me falling in love with the UNLV offense and not really giving a full handicap on that game. Market completely went against me at the end of the week, and I knew I was pretty much screwed uh best call I, I don't know there's there's a few of them on here where games are even close louisiana we didn't even talk about that's a bet i put in very first thing um they won by 31 over uh ulm and and what's supposed to be a rivalry game but i would say the best call by far was washington state if you cannot produce havoc and make cam ward scramble wiggle a little bit in the pocket he's going to do things to your defense he did exactly that against washington now I mean, I cannot believe how big of an underdog Washington's going to be in Vegas this upcoming weekend, but it just shows you, like, on defense, they can't stop running attacks. We've seen that in other games. And they can't provide any havoc on defense either. This team can't win the national championship. I don't think – I'm pretty sure they're not going to win the Pac-12 championship. So I'll say Washington State was the best. As far as bet regret goes, probably Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, Virginia took advantage of a couple teams over the, down the stretch, a couple teams sleeping in the ACC – uh, that made that game with Virginia Tech really close, and Virginia Tech just absolutely dominated them, 55-17, front to back, yards, everything. Uh, the Hokies were legitimately running Virginia out of the building. So that's one that was on my list, and I didn't even put a bet in on it. The You mentioned the Sun Belt. 12 Sun Belt teams. You want to get ready for bowl season? 12 Sun Belt teams are going to be in the bowl. 12 out of the 14 teams made it to a bowl. Um Minnesota, five and seven. Minnesota makes it to a bowl. I'm pissed. They're they're going to be playing like the Frisco Bowl against a, a Sun Belt drag. Minnesota is the most boring. I like. I was mad that Colorado State didn't win because uh, they they're a fun team and all their games get out of the wire and and they're fun to handicap. Minnesota's a bore, an absolute bore. At five and seven, uh, they get into bowls. I can't think of a bowl I don't want to handicap more than Minnesota being in a bowl or Minnesota like Texas State. But give them, you know, give them to Utah State with all those quarterbacks with Levi Williams and Cooper Lagasse. Yeah. I mean, geez, just make that a bowl. Um, I the Mountain West, by the way, Mountain West fans or Boise State fans and San Jose State fans had to wake up to the new, well, the old BCS formula to determine who would be in. What are we doing? Uh, in, in the, the Harris poll, I mean, the like the Massey rankings, all these outdated resume metrics. Yep. And they take an average of them. And Boise ended up with an average of 55 and a half. San Jose State, 58.7 or somewhere around there. Brutal if you're a San Jose State fan, just to, you know, be that close and not get it. So Boise will travel to UNLV for the Mountain West Championship. Uh, just to go through, to just list these real quick, because we will be covering all 10 in depth out th- late Thursdays, as always, later in the week. Friday, New Mexico State at Liberty. Liberty, little over, uh, double-digit favorites. 
Oregon at Washington. Washington close to uh, the game's in in Vegas. That game's uh, Oregon's close to a ten point favorite. Oklahoma State, Texas, Texas twelve point favorite. Miami of Ohio, Toledo. Deja vu for me. I have a nice big Mac future with a hurt quarterback against Toledo again this year. Uh, Boise State, UNLV. Mentioned that Georgia, Alabama. Georgia minus five. SMU, Tulane. Field goal spread there. Troy, App State, Michigan, Iowa. You want Florida State in the playoff, you're going to get a game like this. Michigan minus 23, total 34 and a half. Louisville, Florida State, Florida State four-point favorite. I actually think Florida State's going to go down, my first thoughts, but we have time to break that down. We will get into all 10 games. So it's kind of sucks we don't have another huge Saturday slate, but there's something special about having to cap all these games and then just say, all right, here's the 10. I can spend extra time on these and deep dive them. Um, are you looking forward to getting into those? I'm flying to Vegas uh, with my best friend. We're going to Oregon, Washington. Uh, we're both holding very, very large national title futures on Oregon and Washington. So we're going to go watch the game. And then when it gets done and one of them makes the playoff, hopefully uh, we've got some financial decisions to make while we're out in the desert. So I, I couldn't be more excited about Friday night uh, in Vegas. And I guess turns out UNLV will be hosting the next day. Uh, we did have plans to go to Gonzaga USC basketball, but I think we might might have to veer over to UNLV and uh, and Boise State. So uh, yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited about this weekend coming up. Uh, I'm just going to live, eat, and breathe all 10 of these games. Yeah, can't wait. All right, let's get into the voicemails. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bats on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. Hey, gents, it's been a while, eh? I hope you guys had a great holiday. Let's get down to business now. I want you to imagine having a the size of a split pea. Then I want you to imagine pretending to be a quarterback in college football. Then I want you to imagine being a pretend quarterback for Ohio State. Then I want you to imagine being Kyle McCord. And again, what is most important here, he's a disgrace. The game's a disgrace. Everything in life's a disgrace. And I'm pissed. So that's it. That said, I hope you guys really did have a terrific Thanksgiving. Thanks for all you do. Goodbye. Also, he has a really small Colin, when are you going to learn, man? When are you going to stop betting the Buckeyes every time they play Michigan? It's just, just a different team. It's three years in a row now. Ryan Day's a fraud. Sharon Moore has more top five wins than him. Trying to move on from the Buckeyes. Ryan Day, it's time to take your talents to A&M or something because it's just over. It's 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 over. Go Blue. I, I will say Ohio State, I – so the I didn't think that was a touchdown in the first half. Um, I clearly he, he didn't have control. Yes, he took four steps, but he, he got the ball got hit, bobbled out. That would have changed the entire game. Michigan, to their credit, they went three of three on fourth down, and oh, Ohio State the diff, like they gifted them six points early in that game. McCord yep. that McCord pick um, was just massive, unfortunately for me because I had the first half under, um, but. Yeah, they, that's that's a completely different game if that touchdown gets reversed. I I really thought that they were going to reverse it, but they they clearly didn't. So I didn't think Ohio State was a terrible bet, but I will say right. that in the end, 
the reason that they lost was because of that McCord throw, staring down Harrison, jumped the route, and he's just not good enough to win a national title. And he wasn't good enough to to beat Michigan, and that was ultimately their downfall. But I think taking Ohio State over a field goal there wasn't a bad bet. Look, I grade every box score, all of them, even the FCS ones, every Saturday. It's like till 2 o'clock. I mean, I eventually fade off Twitter about 10 p.m. because it's four hours of box scores. This one, if I had to make the game play again, Ohio State and Michigan, I'd make it Michigan minus one after that box score because Ohio State did give them some points. Overall yards per play, Ohio State 6.5, Michigan 5.6. Michigan was terrible in passing downs. 22% success rate. They only had had 3.7 yards in passing downs. That is still a problem that Ohio State just couldn't expose. I said the handicap on the game is can you defend Marvin Harrison and the hitches and the crossers? They were able to pick up on some of his routes, and and that was a costly mistake. Um, And that was the difference in the game, in my opinion. But, um, you know, if if the game played again, I'd make it Michigan minus one. And if the spread was four, I I would bet Ohio State again. So I I have no problem saying I don't – yeah, I mean – Obviously wrong side by a couple points, but I would bet Ohio State again. All right, moving on. I just don't get it. I get greedy. I hammer Ball State live first half after they go down. They score a touchdown late, and a holding call takes the touchdown off the board. All right, fine, whatever. We'll kick a field goal. Defense is playing good. We'll get the win. A blocked kick. Are you kidding me? What the did I just watch? Did you get eyes on your on the ball state yesterday? They didn't quite get there. I mean, didn't quite get there from a, a outright win, but uh, definitely covered. Yeah, they they ball state should have won. They dominated the game. Yep. They had by Ohio scored all their points off interception return yardage. Um, and yeah, I felt bad for for ball state. There's a team that was just fighting hard all the way until the end. Uh, they covered, I believe, six straight to close out the season, and yeah, they were fighting hard. Miami of Ohio is so conservative, and they go so slow. Um, they might get their number one receiver back, but it's that game against Toledo is probably going to be played in a phone booth. Um, but, yeah, shout the Ball State, one of the most reliable teams for me down the stretch. This game isn't even over yet, this Iowa-Nebraska game. Matt Rule, you are the dumbest son of a bitch I've ever seen in my life. You're setting up for a 44-yard field goal with the wind against you. Did you see that kick, too? Get this guy off the squad. There is just something magical about watching these Iowa Hawkeyes play football. Week in, week out, cash and unders. It's just a beautiful, beautiful train wreck that you just can't look away from. I'm amazed. 24 and a half in the unders still hit. Army-Navy must be jealous of these unders. Thank you, college football gods. I'm very thankful on this beautiful Black Friday day for these Iowa Islanders. It's the second best spot on the board. Nebraska. Nebraska at home. Iowa sucks. The Iowa voodoo. Stucky, are you kidding me, man? How many times, how many years are you going to just continue to bet against Kirk Ferentz and the Hawkeyes? Now you just gave a special teams unicorn of a day when Iowa was horrible and they still own Nebraska and they still beat the Huskers. Kirk Ferentz, 10 and two with the worst offense in college football. Put respect on that man's name. Phil Parker for the Frank Broyles award, please. 
The Iowa Hawkeyes are 10 and 2, and we're going to enjoy it until next week in Indianapolis when we drink a lot of beer and probably don't see a very good football game. Cheers, boys. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the Iowa did not dominate Nebraska at all. Nebraska yeah, they got outgained. Nebraska right. had three turnovers and threw a pick right to them. It had nothing to do with their defense at the end because they were going to score. And they threw a phantom hold, otherwise, they were in field goal range. After Iowa threw a pick, uh, I would bet. I would that was one game. I had a lot of bad calls. That was one game I would bet a million times over again. Um also the market completely agreed. I think that closed a, a field goal. And yeah, so I would happily bet that once again. And if uh you go back to earlier in the season, where were you uh after Minnesota won at Iowa um when we were on them? Um yeah, I mean, I would. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would. I would bet Nebraska a million times over. The, the biggest problem with Nebraska is they average one point five points for every offensive trip past the forty yard line. Terrible from a finishing drives perspective. Maybe weather related, but that was the difference in the game because they beat them overall yards per play by almost a full yard. Yeah, full yard outgained them, so they they were the better team overall. Just lost some fumbles and uh, threw a pick and the costly pick at the end where Purdy just didn't see the defender, just literally threw it right to them. And uh, Iowa barely makes the field goal. Iowa, Iowa finishes dead last in the country at 247 yards per game. They won 10 games. The most wins for a team that averaged under 250 yards before Iowa, four. 2008 UCF. No team had won more than four games averaging under 250 yards. Uh, so credit to Ferentz for getting that team to 10 wins, but uh, they're going to get curb stomped in the Big Ten Championship and it's one game I have really no interest in watching. I'm betting the total. I mean, I think Michigan might cover that total by itself. I mean, listen, I don't give a shit what this Iowa defense is. Michigan is on some sort of – I mean, Harbaugh is going to be back. Nothing but a 50-burger is going to have to work for Michigan, right? That's my yeah, yeah. instant take. I mean, you got to remember, Iowa has won, beat Illinois by two, Nebraska by three, Northwestern by three. They lost to Minnesota. They're running through the Big Ten West. Anyone remember what happened when they played Penn State earlier this season? They didn't score a point. They had four first downs, 70 total yards, gave up 400 yards to Penn State and that offense. They're going to get dominated. They had four first downs in that game. Penn State had the ball for 46 minutes of game time. As a reminder, the BBOC podcast is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses for new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Moving on. Nick Murphy, you monstrous Brett, you are one sick son of a bitch. Back in July at the first BCS show you guys did, you said Colorado under four and a half wins. Naturally, I take it it's the first and largest bet I had all year, and I squeezed this thing to the very end till today. Brett, thank you very much. Holy what a ride that was. Not to mention, side note, I emailed Brett in the middle of the night last night asking about 
Bo Nix for Heisman against Jaden Daniels. And he got back to me within two hours of an email. I just sent him an email. He don't know who the I am. I mean, that's just respect and dedication. Brett, you're a silver fox look And also, Auburn. Okay, now they show up and they play the game of the season, take Bama the thing, and then they lose last week as a 24-point favorite? you, you war eagle. I don't know if anyone else had this, but someone had to. Alabama team total, 30 and a half. I have four screens going. I look over, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. See the pick six? I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I just stole one. First one all year I've stolen. And I go back to building a coffee table with my girlfriend. And then a minute later, they take it off, and it's a 27-24 final. I mean, what the What the I guess that's our sign to talk Iron Bowl. I, I mean, I we had the same issue at the Action Network app, right? Like, I was beside myself with that pick six at the end, right? Because I had a live under 55, uh, had some money down on, and it was in the app, and it's like... Yeah, he went, he went there. I watched I watched it back. He went, he did step out of the three. Oh, my God. Couldn't believe um, Couldn't believe Yeah. 99.99% win probability for Auburn. Hugh Freeze, I don't know. I don't know. They were spy. They had a spy on. It's fourth and third. He's not running. Um, and yeah, they only rushed two. And Milrow and his deep ball, his deep ball is so good. Put yeah. it on a dot. But yeah, I mean that just goes to show you that spots matter in college football, and you have to add context sometimes. That's what we talked about. Auburn basically punted last week. They didn't game plan. They came out completely flat, and that's what happens. You could lose to anybody, mm-hmm. and they were. This is a rivalry game. Like you got some extra juice in the spread, got some extra value, and you knew that they were going to come out. Weird things happen in the Iron Bowl. Saban after the game said, "In the he was like, man, I've seen a lot of weird shit here. Yeah. This is the first time I can remember it going our way." Um, so, yeah, I'm, I mean, a couple years ago Auburn almost beat them. That's twenty two and a half win underdogs. Yep. And this Auburn team is much better than that Auburn team. Um, I, don't, I don't know what I was doing playing first half on Auburn. That thing was going the whole way. So uh, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to say this, and I'm putting it to bed. I'm never talking about it again. That Auburn over six and a half season long win total has been three weeks of roller coaster hell from not hedging against Arkansas because they blew them out in the middle of the game to losing to New Mexico State to losing on a last second play. That Auburn fourth and 30. Oh my God. I, I will never have a wager or a ticket in my pocket for the rest of my life till I hit my grave that will be like Auburn over six and a half. That was what a roller coaster. Holy shit. The teams were O of 90 on fourth and 30 or more over the past two seasons. Now, one for 91. You think they're going to get blown out in Atlanta? I mean, just, just high level, no deep dive analysis here, right? I, no. I think the game goes to the wire, but I, yeah, I think it'll be close. Yeah. I am so sick of this LSU team and this fraudster. Jaden Daniels should not be the Heisman favorite. Are you kidding me? Texas A&M holds them under a hundred passing yards in the first half and are up and then completely melt down in the second half. Are you kidding me? If I have to hear for one more week that this is still the Heisman favorite. You've got to be kidding me. Texas A&M throwing in the towel, down 12. They don't want to play anymore. 
and they just quit. Try and stop LSU, hold them to a field goal, two-score game. No. LSU, go for a touchdown, Mr. Heisman? No. 12-and-a-half, LSU, loser. Yeah, I ended up taking Texas A&M. That was a game I power rated like five. And so the number didn't make sense to me all week. I think I got some trolls on Twitter hit me up like, well, you're automatically going to play Texas A&M. Well, I know what's going to happen here in the market, right? The reason you don't play a line like that early in the week is because you know this Jaden Daniels love is coming in later in the week, and I'd rather take it pre-kick. Took it at 13. It meant the whole world. The difference between 11 and 13, the game landing 12. Jaden Daniels, 235 passing yards, four TDs. I watched some of that game, and you heard the commentator. Like, Jaden Daniels told RG3 before the game that he he was targeting nine t- total touchdowns so he could beat Joe Burrow's single-season record, single-game record. Like, that's your focus? This is still a fucking team sport. Like, and, and like, what, what, Logan Diggs had a TD? Josh Williams had a TD on the ground? Like, I, and then there was some commentary about how Jaden Daniels, unfortunately, had to hand that one off and it went for a touchdown. Like, what are we doing here? This isn't... I get it. I, I get that the Heisman is now a how your team does and do you make the playoff, but we're going to give it to somebody where their entire existence is to ignore their running backs and just pad their stats against lesser teams and award that person as the Heisman. That doesn't make sense to me either. So, I, I, I mean, I, Jane Daniels is not winning, by the way. Well, I think Bo Nix is what, minus 120 this morning? Jaden Daniels plus 105? I don't know. Yeah, if here's have- the thing. Jaden Daniels, uh, I agree. I'm as a Heisman voter, uh, like – Yes, you could say that Nick's that Jake Daniels has better numbers. By the way, if we're just going on better numbers, where was all these? Where was all the better number people for Bailey Zappi? Yeah, Bailey Zappi had sixty touchdowns uh, a couple years ago. So if it's just best numbers, where where why was it? Where was everyone arguing for Bailey Zappi for Heisman? And you yeah. could say, oh, well, Zappi didn't play as hard of a schedule. Look at the padding of stats that Daniels has done against Georgia State, Grambling. Uh, I mean, look, he has, I think, 12 touchdowns between those two teams. 12 to 14, maybe. So, yeah, and here's the thing. At the end of the day, guess who's not playing this weekend? That matters. So, Bo Nix wins against Washington, and, you know, they don't win, like, nine. An interesting discussion that I'll have with you this week is, because people brought this up, and I I think it's an astute point. Because Oregon now, the spread after what we saw Oregon do to Oregon State, we saw Washington almost lose to Washington State. Washington tried to lose that game, by the way, and they couldn't. Washington State kept dropping picks at the end. Um, but now that the spread is kind of juiced up, is betting Bo Nix to win the Heisman a better bet than Oregon? I can see it. We'll talk about it later in the week. Because I don't I, I think if Oregon wins, no, Nix is – I mean, I guess there's a scenario in a world where Oregon wins 10-7. Right. And Knicks has like three picks and then Oregon could win and Knicks could lose it. But that's like so unlikely against that Oregon, against that Washington defense. So we'll talk about that later in the week. Um, All right. Moving on. There have been multiple spots this season where I would never, ever take a favorite because of a situational spot or the dog being given too many points. And we've been in so many spots like that this season. Florida, Florida State, perfect example. Florida is the the side the entire game they probably should have went out right and then just a few mental mistakes puts us the wrong way you know Stucky said it before this season he's like y'all went crazy good last year but some of those bounces that went your way are bound to go the other way and that has happened this season it's been so frustrating I'm almost glad that the ball season's over because so annoying some Billy 
Oh, yeah, I'll say I'll, I'll get those sentiments. I mean, last year I ran like a god for 16 straight weeks. And and every, you know, every time I needed a team to get a back door, they would get it. Uh anytime I needed a team to miss a field goal at the end, they would. Uh and you know, I, I think I've gone th- two months now over 30 straight drives at the end of the game without scoring. And I've come close. Buffalo's dropped it. Uh, I've thrown picks. I've not, you know, I've scored and not got the two-point conversion. New Mexico State, uh, you know, Jacksonville State scores, but steps over the line. There's uh, over the line of scrimmage. I've been close, but I haven't been getting them. But that's great perspective. That's just what I tell myself when I always tweet out what you just said, is that if you – so say you lived 100 years and you bet every season, and you so you have a ton of bets – in there, just randomly. So say you you hit, you know, say you were just like a slightly above uh, average better. Even if you were a great better, if you were a great better and you hit 60%, which no one does over the huge sustained number, at least against like kind of not non-openers, you're going to have stretches in there no matter what of like 100 games where you go like 38%. You also have stretches where you go like 70%. That's just statistically, even if you're flipping coins. But you're going to have seasons, entire seasons. The sample size isn't huge where you, you get every break and you think that you're just invincible. And it's great. Enjoy them. And you don't really process it at the time because you just attribute it to your own success. You say, oh, yeah, I knew that. Right. I knew. Oh, yeah, I had that. I had. And you don't really. It, it's not as emotionally um, scarring in a way when you're getting all the good breaks. But then you're also going to have seasons and it's just inevitable where you're going to not get all those backdoors and you're going to have terrible luck some seasons where everything goes against you at the end of games. But, and those are emotionally scarring, right? You do remember them because then they keep happening and there's a lot. And then you see, you feel like, Oh my God, everything is against me. I can't catch a break. And that's true sometimes, but you have to remember that there are times where you were getting every break, but you just don't remember it because it's not as memorable as when the things are going against you. So Always take the long-term view. You're going to have shitty weekends. You're going to have shitty months. And you're probably going to have a shitty season or two. And you just have to take it in stride. Bitch a little bit. Get over it. Don't bet. Don't make those losses that you've already lost impact your next bets. Don't chase. Don't tilt. Just know, hey, sometimes we're betting on an oblong ball. It's not going to bounce your way. Sometimes it will. Have fun. Bet responsibly. And uh, in the end, we'll uh, usually come out on top. But that's my spiel for today. <laughs> what a just awful Black Friday. Texas just immediately comes out blazing for the first time all year. They haven't handled anybody since Alabama, and they just come out coming for heads. 30 minutes later, Jonathan Smith is already thinking about his house in East Lansing that he's going to buy. Just awful from start to finish. It's Pete. I wanted to call in celebration that – here late in the third quarter of the Texas Tech Texas game with uh, myself holding a Texas Tech plus 14 ticket. I wanted to celebrate because Baron Morton has just gotten to the two yards per pass attempt plateau. He's now 14 for 29 for 58 yards, which gets him right to the 2.0 yards per attempt. I didn't think he could get there. I thought he was going to break the record for most completed passes for one yard or less. And unfortunately, we're back under two yards per attempt for Baron Morton after a 43-yard 
pick six, and now he's got three picks. So I got to ask, could this be the worst quarterback performance in college football history? No. Have you watched Iowa and Deacon Hill? Um, <laughs> Iowa has a, a defensive tackle playing quarterback. Um, yeah, dominant, dominant effort by Texas. The defense was great. They were also healthy, although Worthy would like limp off and then come back and then make a play and then like get carried to the locker and then I would see him back out there. Um, so yeah, good Texas is so good and they could, they could certainly win it all. And then you you saw Oregon too. Oregon can certainly win it all. Why? Because they have defenses too. So you know, they have the quarterback play, they have the skill positions, they have the offensive lines, but they also have defenses, especially up front that can just disrupt the game. So yeah, dominant, dominant effort from Texas uh, against Texas Tech. Texas Tech from start to finish. I also had a Texas Tech ticket. I know you had Texas. I knew it was dead. Uh, Thirteen seconds in. Yeah. Uh, left, I, I mean, Texas hung a fifty burger on Tech. They didn't have to. And what's funny is they were just, I think, what we call playing with their food. Like they, they had so many scoring opportunities in the first half that ended up being field goals or uh, it could have been touchdowns. And they still got a 50-burger in the end. And I believe a 50-burger is what's going to be on the menu against Oklahoma State and Arlington because this team knows they're behind the eight ball as long as Florida State is not undefeated. Uh, I don't know the kick times for the Big 12 Championship versus the ACC, but that's definitely something I'd be looking for. Because right now, I mean, like I'm reading an odds board off. I'm not going to say who the book is. They got Florida State minus 190 to make the playoff, and they got Texas minus 115 to make the playoff. And Texas is going to have to do above and beyond just covering this number against Oklahoma State. Uh, Texas plays at noon on Saturday, and Florida State plays if they're the last game. Yep. 50 so burger. They're not going to know. <laughs> and right. Oklahoma State, you can't really run on Texas, right? Like, you can't run on that front. And, I mean, is again, another game that we should, we could have had an upset. Oklahoma State somehow beats I, – I mean, I, I, I don't know what they were doing. BYU melts away against a backup quarterback at BYU at home. Oklahoma State – I mean, Ollie Gordon had, what, 35 more carries? He's got to be wearing down here, by the way. Uh, but you can't run on Texas. And Alan Bo- is Alan Bowman going to throw with those receivers, going to throw all over Texas and beat him? I don't think so. Sorry, Brett. Colin Stuck, John from Long Island. I had such a lovely evening with my girlfriend's family. We celebrated Thanksgiving today. It was glorious. Food was great. Had all the trimmings, beautiful turkey, amazing vibes. Well, not really, because I was huddled in their living room by myself watching Kansas State and Iowa State in a blizzard. I felt like I was watching the Pine Barrens episode of The Sopranos when Tony was going to look for Paulie and Christopher while they were wandering around a blizzard in the woods looking for the Russian. Like, the tackling in this game were horrendous. Iowa State had four touchdowns of over 70 yards. They haven't had four touchdowns of 70-plus yards in 51 games. I mean, it was unbelievable. They were, like, pushing each other out there. It wasn't even tackling. And at the end, they just break my heart. They go all the way down the field. They can't score. Like, give me a break uh, it's over yeah i think all we can ask for is get abu sama uh in a bowl game against a team that has a very weak rushing defense uh that would be good for me i mean he has had a pretty amazing breakout he had 11 yards against texas 
And then 273 against Kansas State. <laughs> Insane. Insane. Colin, Stucky, disappointed in you guys. Well, y'all are watching, quote, unquote, the game. I'm watching the real game with the country's real best rivalry. That's right. UConn, UMass. Let's go, Huskies. Easiest bet of the day. Hey, Colin. Hey, Stuck. I don't know how many people watched it. Not too many, but the University of Connecticut and UMass was just a show. I had back UMass, and the first half was some of the worst football I've ever seen. The drive summary was fumble, pick six, punt, fumble, downs, punt, punt. And before you can blink a eye, Connecticut was up 19 nothing, and then just didn't look back. And then the second half, UMass still stunk and still couldn't do The defense is god-awful. Quarterback stinks. And it sucks because Colin was so close on the big best on campus. Oh, maybe let's go with UMass today. But no, he didn't because he chickened out. But you know what? He was smart because UMass still sucks. UMass. I've looked at the box score. It's just, it, it's laughable. Like, I, how did anybody get on UMass UConn uh, with the full slate of what was going on yesterday? God bless you guys. Love it. I didn't see any of that. Fellas, Will from Tejas, sitting here at halftime of the Super Bowl at the Jacksonville Gamecocks. Commercials aren't great, and neither is their run game. 25 freaking yards at halftime. Pretty sure that was the key to the game. That's not good, but you know who is? Diego, Diego Pavia. Holy crap. Sawson his way up and down the field, trying to figure out if I should call in a preemptive airstrike and nuke all the money line parlays I have tied to this god-awful team. Man, Stuck, you really got me fired up on the pod about Jack State. I don't really know much about him, but I was like, you know what, I trust him. Uh, seems like a good fade spot for New Mexico State, so I'm going to get behind you here. And uh, holy <laughs> we got three points on seven yards per play in the first half. What the is going on, Jack State? Diego, Diego is over here just cooking the defense. I mean, he's getting whatever he wants. He evades the pocket, scrambles for 40 yards on a third and 25. That didn't happen, but it pretty much feels that way. Basically, we're f- and uh, I don't even know why I keep fading this New Mexico State team, whatever. Uh, yeah, the Ponzi scheme covered again. I would bet it again. I mean, number one, it also closed at, what, three? Uh, as we said it would. Um, but, yeah, they, had, they Jacksonville State won the game, and they, but they were over the line. He stepped over the line. That's what happens when against the Ponzi scheme. Colin, you saw firsthand. Yep. In the middle, Tennessee State misses a 30-yard field goal at the end of cover. I have a bonfire of CLV uh, uh, betting against New Mexico State um, this year. But, yeah, I mean, look, I also have to say part of the handicap is I, 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 I'll never watch in a Jerry Kill press conference again. He alludes to the fact that he's going to sit guys. This game is completely meaningless. Yep. Um, and, I mean, Pavi was not great. He had two picks, uh, a fumble. Um and he only averaged you know, was, 3.6 on the ground. That's very un-Diego-like. Yeah, I mean, the best play he had in the game is he tackled a guy after a pick and saved the touchdown. <laughs> um, and uh, But New Mexico State overall had more success offensively than I thought. But New Mexico State had the game one, and there was just some voodoo at the end. Uh, then there was a busted coverage after Jacksonville State tied it. But uh, credit to New Mexico State, they're – 
much better than I thought. But I, I would make that game. I would make that bet again. But part of it was I thought New Mexico State would sit guys, and then it would have been a really easy winner. But they didn't. So uh, what are you going to do? Jerry Kill up for Coach of the Year. I mean, saying one thing and then beating others, beating everybody. Yep. Been watching this bet for about a month and a half, knowing it wasn't going to cash. Utah State over win total came down to cheering for the New Mexico Lobos, who is very possibly the worst team I've ever seen in my life. That's what I'm doing in my life. Watching UNM Utah State football, I had to take a long look in the mirror, fellas, and figure out what I'm doing. Not only did that game go to overtime, it went to double overtime. And I watched my bet completely crash and burn. Utah State over win total, six and a half. What a bad day. Uh, yeah, I, I was watching that too. I had a good weekend for win totals because Kentucky, shout out to the Cats, uh, Big got day. there. Yep. UAB, UAB under, got there in the final. I should have just saved my money and bet North Texas money line did I, yesterday. North UAB under got there on the last day. But I, I did have Utah State under. Those those snakes. They, <laughs> they, they, they got San Diego State in overtime, and then they got New Mexico in overtime. I just needed one of them to go the other way. Um, UCLA, but... a couple other win totals of note. UCLA chokes, loses as a nine-point favorite to Cal. What was UCLA doing? In that a game? Garber's I got see most of it. Yeah, I did. I did. I knew I was screwed too. You needed UCLA, and Mork Mork came in and threw a pick, right? I mean, first first throw, <laughs> first throw. It wasn't. It was the first play. It wasn't even like some runs. It was just like let Dante throw <laughs> in the end zone. In the end zone. I can't uh, are you gonna bet UCLA in a bowl? You gotta go talk to that's Chip. been your that's been your that's been your bugaboo all year. I know. God, I love them so much. If you need them, more will come in and throw a pick. If you don't, he will stay on the sidelines. You gotta um, find out when the bowl is, right? If I can get a month of rest versus a week of rest, <laughs> it might be good for the quarterbacks. Yeah. Also, we got to figure out like what's going on with some of these coaches, Chip Kelly included. Yeah, Jonathan Smith to Michigan State. What a win for them! What a win for yeah. Spartans! What do they must? They love their coach's name, John Smith. Um, I feel bad for my Corvallis people in Oregon State fans because that was a program on the rise, and now what you're in like the Pac two, you lose Smith. It's gonna be tough. All right, uh, that'll do it. That'll do it for us. I since we're only doing ten games, I can't wait to break them down later in the week. I'll do giveaways then, so leave a five star review, say whatever. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy. But thanks for tuning in as always. Thanks to Colin for joining me. Thanks to our producers in the back end. Most importantly, thanks to all of you. Group of five guys will be back on Wednesday. They'll preview the five group of five betting previews, tell you to bet New Mexico State, presumably. And Colin, I'll be back late Thursday. We will go through each and every conference championship game for there's two on Friday, eight on Saturday. We'll hit them all. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, caller of the week. Oh, wait, I got to do a caller of the week for a giveaway. Any jump out to you? I feel like we should reward people that watch UConn UMass. I mean, that's brutal. Yes. Uh, the generation, the callers, the two callers who UConn UMass reach out to me or email podcasts at actionnetwork.com uh, or just DM me or, or our producer at old boy Uncle Mitch. Um, but that'll do it for us. Thanks, Colin, for joining me. We'll be back later in the week with full breakdowns in the best college football betting podcast out there. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you all later. Cheers. Peace out.
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.